When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can we start it like, are you recording? Yeah, I'm recording. Okay. Can we start it like um, just casual? Like, mm, this wine tastes really good. <laughs> <laughs> Super casual. <Let's> talk. <laughs> <laughs> We are back for another episode of Bread and Wine, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Nicole. How are you, baby? I'm good. I'm glad you didn't call me your bride. Yeah, you don't like when I call you my bride. Mm. Sounds like corpse bride. It does. Love you with my corpse bride. <laughs> yeah, so uh, everybody, uh, this is our third episode, and we are excited about... I'm just excited that I get to sit down with my wife and have fun conversations and drink a little bit of wine while talking, um, sort of skirting the topics of money, not really talking about money too much, uh, more life, as just we were just discussing flirting. today, right? Flirting with money. Flirting with it. And uh, for the past couple of weeks, what we've been doing is, Nicole and I have been taking turns, throwing out a topic that we I guess, are dealing with in our lives and throwing it out there for some conversation. So this week, it is Nicole's turn. Isn't that right, baby? That's right. Bride? Isn't that right, Bride? Oh, Ooh, come Oops, sorry. <laughs> you want 10 more, don't you? I do. I years? want 10 more years, so don't say the bride. Okay. <clears throat> Duly noted. So throw it out there. Okay. So to make it relevant to what we've been dealing with in our lives, you know, I think um, one of the things that's come up in the past week is, um, are you ready? I'm ready. Because okay. that's all know. the other thing. We don't, we don't tell each other where the topics are, everybody. So <laughs> right. I really have no idea what Spring she's going to say. Each other. <laughs> um, and I don't know that we're going to resolve anything Great. today, but okay. So here, here's the topic, the gauntlets being thrown. Mm-hmm. So recently this past week, um, there was a couple that confided in us and I won't disclose who or anything like that, but the topic that they were struggling with was one of the partners had gotten really into a certain subject. So Mm. um, he has upped the ante with how much he would like to go to church. Mm -hmm. And the wife is not really feeling the same way. Mm. And you and I have fallen into this before, um, where, you know, one of us gets really passionate about something and the other person maybe isn't mm-hmm. I E, uh, money, yep. right? Like you got super into mm-hmm. wanting to talk about money and, um, um, having, you know, wanting to start a podcast, all a broadcast, money information <laughs> everywhere. And that was what, like seven years ago. So that was after we were married, Four years ago, but yeah. Four. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So way after we were married, you know, that wasn't really a passion of yours and a topic that was talked about um, that much in our marriage or, you know, with friends and family until six years after we were married. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's a, a point in relationships where one person might get really into something. Yeah. 
And the other person has the choice to either jump on board with that thing or not jump on board. But by not jumping on board, by doing nothing, they actually kind of grow further apart, Hmm. at least in that topic. Yeah. So I know for me, um, you wanting to talk about money and start this podcast and everything was a struggle because I grew up in a family where talking about money and and a culture, really, uh, where you don't talk, you don't disclose how much you make and you don't, I mean, talking about money is not like, it's kind of like frowned upon, you sure. know, and it's, it's, um, you, you, I come from a culture where you, you're supposed to be very generous, mm-hmm. whether you have it or not. And yeah. you don't really talk about whether you have it or not. Yeah. So, um, it was really strange for me to come into this world where you all of a sudden wanted to talk about it and like disclose to the public how much you make and, um, you know, all kinds of stuff or, tell people that the reason that we can't go somewhere is because we can't afford it. You know, yeah. like that, that was like a real struggle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, I have trouble talking to you about it on the podcast even, Sure, but I try to force myself to come over the line as much as possible because I don't want it to, um, tear us so far apart. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, that's why Hence we have we're bread here. and wine. <laughs> that's right. And cheers <laughs> you know, to it's that. The, it's like sort of a comfort level. Like, okay, I can't do the podcast with you, but maybe once a week, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. can handle that. So what's my comfort level? Okay. So that is a huge, th- there's no question in there yet. Okay. I'm getting to it. Yep. That's a huge, um, intro intro. Mm-hmm. Um, but, my question is, and I want to make this more concrete, not just like a willy nilly, yeah. like philosophical sure. yes mm-hmm. or no, or like, a, yeah. you know, what do you think yeah. kind of thing. I want you to put an actual percentage to it. Hmm. What percentage of importance in a marriage out of a hundred do you think it, it there is? What's the, what's the percentage of importance to coming and meeting the other person on their, um, on their, where they're going with their, what, how do I even their phrase Their current this? passion? Their current passion. Hmm. So if all of a sudden I wake up tomorrow and I'm like. Um, snowboarding. Yeah. I'm going to become I'm a, I'm an Olympic snowboarder. And, yeah. and it becomes my, I eat, breathe, and, you know, bleed. Yeah. That thing. Or, I mean, we've already done this, but if you weren't a runner and I woke up tomorrow and was like, I'm going to run a marathon. Yeah. And that means I'm going to be waking up in the mornings and you're going to be on duty with the kids. And that means, um, you know, four hours a day or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is for a while, you know, 12 hours a week is going to be dedicated to that. And then everything's going to revolve around that. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be, um, not drinking because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to be eating a certain way. So your life is going to change. Mm -hmm. What's the percentage of importance in our marriage that you are, you are like, okay, well, I think I'll run the marathon with you. Mm -hmm. Well, I I guess I'll answer that and, and just kind of working it out in my head. 100% would be too much to ask, I feel. 
100% being. 100% like I'm running, so you're doing it. Or uh-huh. I'm a snowboarder, so you are now. Yeah. Or I'm a money podcaster, so you are too. That doesn't seem right. That doesn't seem fair. 0% would also not seem right. Where it's like, that's what you're doing, and I'm not going to support you at all. Or I'm not going to, I don't know, do anything to adjust my life to help you pursue your passion. Uh, so my <laughs> so I, my answer, I guess my, my initial thought is like, what can you do? What can you do where you're still happy and I'm still happy? We might not do it exactly together. So is that 50%? I don't know. I'm not sure that answers your question, but mm. I don't. Th- I think it's too much to say. Whatever you're into, you need to be into 100. percent I don't think that's fair for the other person. And on the same token, I don't think it's fair to the person who's passionate about something, whatever that might be, to support them zero percent. Okay, so let's put this in better a better term for your listeners. Okay. So specifically, mm-hmm. let's say. That there's a couple, mm-hmm. Jill and Jane, Jill, Jill and Jack, whatever, <laughs> Jill and Jane, maybe. <laughs> um, and we celebrate all couples on this podcast. Right. <laughs> and one of the partners really wants to do financial independence. Yeah, and, yeah you know, there you go. Um, and the other partner mm-hmm. wants to seize the day, live for the day, mm-hmm. and doesn't want to do financial independence sure. there's really not i mean when it comes to money for you know as the topic there's not it's it's you can't just be like all right well i'm gonna let you run the marathon and maybe i will maybe i will go sure. for a couple of jogs like if it's if it's about money it's a little more concrete. especially if your money is together yeah if you are one right right one bank account yeah. so how does how does a couple handle um if the other, if one partner is, uh, you know, wants to do financial independence or something like that, you know, is a saver. And then sure. the other one um, is totally not on board with that. Sure. Well, I think, I think it's a, I think it's very demonstrating. I, I, our relationship is, is, is a very good demonstration of that. And I've shared a lot of that on the show, like where I've gotten, I got really gung ho about it. And, you know, I get really gung ho about things. Right. And it's all this, this is the answer. And then I demonstrate that to you. I say, this is the answer. And then you're like, well, I also have a response to life. And this is not my answer. And we usually meet in the middle. So I would I would, and have counseled couples in the same fashion where I'll do a coaching session with somebody who's just either listened to a fire podcast or read a fire book or read a fire article and said, this is the way. And can you help me get my wife on board or can you help me make this a reality? And usually the end of the conversation is usually what can we do to everybody to be happy? You know, what can we do to meet in the middle? What can we do to pursue a life of, of happiness and frugality and not being wasteful, but also, Make your spouse happy along the way. Hmm. So mean, I don't think just, they. I don't think they are one so or the other. Perfect though. That sounds so like. Well, isn't that well, the pursuit? You come this way, and I come that way, and we meet in the middle, and there's a happy fifty percent. Well, sweetheart, I hate to romanticize our relationship, <laughs> but I feel like that is our story. Well, if you would let me do one hundred percent of the things that I want to do, you would be. Uh, 
crying and mad at me and probably have divorced me by now. Right? <laughs> probably. Yeah. We'd so is that the answer? At 7.30 at night, every night. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, um, like, yeah, we'd, whatever. We'd, we would have it's saved It's usually based on some book or something that I've read that, and then I, I, I read things or I listen to things and they are gospel to me at that uh, point where I'm like, this is the way. We'd have no credit card points. <laughs> That's right. Um, we wouldn't ever complain about anything. But isn't that the point of marriage? You both, you don't, you don't want to just, you, you come together because people have two different strengths and you, you realize those strengths. And sometimes it takes some pulling and pushing, but eventually you're like, I mean, this ex- house, our house is a great example. If it were me, we'd be living in some whatever, a very efficient ranch in whatever, uh, you know, a different city that's a little bit maybe more frugal than the, you know, very nice community that we live in. But I, and then over time I live here and I see the palace that we have and I love it. But in the initial stages, I'm like, no, we don't need a bigger house. Mm -hmm. We don't need a bigger house. That means a bigger mortgage. I don't want that. No. Yeah. But now I love it. I, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. But there have been times where we've gotten in financial fights yeah. and you are like, I didn't even want that house. Sure. So, okay. So I hear you that, yes, like a compromise, a happy medium, a 50%, yeah. I come halfway, you come halfway is, you know, the is the holy grail. Mm-hmm. I don't think that ever happens right away. Sure, no. Especially when you're heated and passionate about something you really want to do. It's usually you throw something out out there that you want to do. It's 100%. And and then I'm like, no, no, 0%. And then you're like, fine, 95. And I'm like, fine, five. And then it like, it's each one of those, you Uh know, each one of the times that we are like, you know, trying to express our side. Yeah is kind of a tiff, you know, like sometimes it's a fight, sometimes it's, you know, bigger and smaller, but, um, but it's, it takes a while to get to that medium. Sure. How do you think people should handle getting to that medium? Cause it, it may not like just be like a quick, like 20 minute conversation from experience. It's listening more than, than explaining exactly what you want. Maybe asking more probing questions to the other person. You do that to me sometimes when you, when you're not heated or like where you're not running off to go do something or the kids are at your leg, you let me work it out a little bit more. You ask me some more questions. Why is that? Why do you want to do that? Or why is that important to you? Or you let me go after it for a little bit and then help me to realize that maybe it's not something that I want. Mm -hmm. There, there are, I I think if you, you, you approach it with a listening ear and communication first, as opposed to here's what I want to do. And if you say anything but yes, then I'm mad, then that's not really a good way of communicating. That's just forcing something on somebody. Mm-hmm. And that works in relationships. That works in work. That works with your kids. Yeah. I think that's a just a good way of life. Hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was one of the takeaways from our um, therapy to yeah, our for like, sure. marriage therapy. So there you go. We're giving people free... Free therapy. <laughs> free therapy. 
probably took us uh, no, no joke. If this if this <laughs> any of this resonates with you and you feel like man, I I can't actually have that type of conversation with my spouse or I haven't been able to effectively, Nicole and I will both put praise out there for the time that we spent in marriage therapy and the counseling that we had because it really helped us to talk more effectively. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Yes, I would. Okay. So, okay, so one key takeaway is um that you're you're saying approach things with more of a listening ear and instead of, hey, here's what we're gonna do now. Yes. I would I think that's I mean that's just a good way to live, I mm-hmm. think, for anybody. Like, mm-hmm. hey, here's something that I'm interested in doing, but I'm really concerned or interested on your thoughts on that and, and what that makes you feel mm-hmm. as I'm saying it. You know, if I if I say to you, hey, I want to do fire and I want to I want to live on half of the amount of money we're living on now, how does that feel to you? I'm, obviously, I wouldn't approach it like that. Yeah. But the first thing that would come to your mind would probably be like restriction or yeah. lack or like I'm going to have a worse life. Right. Right. Um, so I think it's all about how you approach it and making sure that you're taking into account the concerns of your partner. Okay. All right. Then I'll add another takeaway yep. that builds on that. I will say it's been helpful when we try to dig back into our like past. Yeah. And figure out why we feel the way sure. we feel. Yeah. Because it helps me to not get as upset with you. Um, and it, I think it helps you to not get as upset with me when we have totally contradictory thoughts. Like, Absolutely. for example, the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that I wanted a bigger house. Yeah. And the fact that I wanted to decorate the house and spend a lot of money on certain things like furniture and decor. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems super frivolous to you. And I get that it seems frivolous to you, but um, once we digged into it, you know, it makes sense. I grew up in a small apartment. I didn't have a lot of things. It really, like, to me, having a nice home is the most important thing. Sure. And my experience was the opposite, too. It was we had a big house, and the big house became a problem for my parents. It became like, wow, this mortgage is so expensive, we can't do things we want to do, or this mortgage is so expensive, or the housework is so expensive. So I saw like the the negative sides of having the big house, and I didn't want that to be an issue for us. So we both grew up in different spots. Right. And until we kind of boiled some of that down in therapy. Yeah, until we we didn't really know that. Figured out why we felt the way we felt. And, and that's the essence. That gave us some more empathy exactly. towards each other. Exactly. And, I was just yeah. going to use that word. That's the essence of empathy. Like right. for me to jump in your shoes and be like, this is the thing. I, I, I want to have that big house. I want to have somewhere where my kids grow up and this is just better than an apartment building, you know? And right. So. All right. So key takeaway number two was. Empathize. Empathize. Find out the background of Absolutely. why. The motivation behind why each other is coming to the table with that viewpoint and then key takeaway three i think go to therapy if you need to yeah <laughs> or if you get a third party need to like no it's it's, it's like, a coach man this is it's, nice. it's like yeah. think of it like the fitness coach think of it yeah. somebody's helping you out to to do something better in your life so if you're not great at the communication get somebody to help you be better at it yeah all, all right. right well well I actually, glass your glass is, is empty, empty. And then I took your you glass. You took mine. And now your glass is. Well, I'm going to say it. Nicole, my glass is now empty. And now both of them are. <laughs> well, I so. guess that's the end of the episode. Cheers, keys. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>